Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. You're listening to the Huddle Up! Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. Okay, we're live. We'll let the stream breathe just for a second. You know, well, first off, guys, welcome in. It's the Huddle Up! Podcast presented as always, by Mile High Huddle, it's powered by Overtime Media. I'm your host, Chad Jensen. With me, as always, is my partner in crime. You know him. You love him. He is Zach Kelberman. Zach, what I was just going to say is, for some reason, you know how we were having those issues, I don't know, a week or two back, where it was freezing up on us during the live streams? Yeah. I was hardwired into the into my uh, – Wi-Fi for, for during those sessions, thinking that, you know, that's, and even our stream service, StreamYard says, go direct to your router and you'll have the smoothest process. I've been unplugged from the router since just to test it. And we've not had any of those problems. So something about being hardlined into my particular router was what was giving us those problems. I got to say, Chad, I feel vindicated. And it's always getting the brunt of the blame, but no, it's all good. I'm happy that, you know, hopefully we see no more glitches or lags. But anyone in the comments, if you guys see us lagging, let us know whose end it appears to be on so we can try to fix that. Yeah, I definitely did feel some guilt because, you know, I hammer on everybody to maintain as quality a connection as possible that's going to be doing the podcast. So all the different podcast hosts, you know, try and try and keep it as, as steady as possible. And it ended up in that particular situation anyway being me. So guys, welcome into the show. We've had a few days off, Zach and I, so we are excited to talk to you. Not a lot has happened in terms of Broncos news to analyze since we talked to you Thursday night, but 
There has been a couple of things that uh, are really encouraging in terms of the Broncos trending toward getting back to football. That's funny. And that's right. That's right, Robert. The router is a Chiefs fan. They are trying to subvert our message here. Um, but we're going to talk about the Broncos plan that was very well detailed by Mike Kliss of Nine News Sunday morning. We're going to detail what the Broncos plan is for reopening and getting back to football, just like states are reopening across this country. The Denver Broncos and the NFL are doing the same. Uh, but first, let's just welcome in really quick those of you who have been hanging out in the room. Duke, good to see you. Michael, so Cobra good. Commander, what's going on? Justin, Edward jumping in really early with a very generous super chat. Thanks, Ed. Thank you, Edward. He says, I think we'll go 12-4. and four. We'll lose to the Saints, Bills, Patriots, and Chiefs, but we'll split with the Chiefs and sweep the Raiders and Chargers. What do you all think? Denver Broncos for life. Hashtag state of being. Zach, we will answer Edward's super chat on the other side of this little matter of business we got to touch on just real quick, guys. And then the first thing we'll, we'll grab is Edward here. We want to make sure you and all of our new listeners, the show is growing exponentially on a week-by-week basis, know how to connect with us on social media. Make sure you're following the show on Twitter at HuddleUpPond. That's how you keep your finger on the pulse of what's happening with the show in real time. While you're at it on Twitter, make sure you're also following the main account at Mile High Huddle for breaking Broncos news and analysis as it unfolds. And if you're in a position, you guys, go get yourself a hat, get yourself a hoodie, get yourself a mask, get yourself a T-shirt at huddleuppod.com. Get your swag on if you're in a position to do so. If you're not, we totally understand. And, uh, you know, there's other ways that you can support just being here. You're supporting the, the podcast, just listening. If you're listening to this after the fact, it's a great way to support the show. Those of you who are with us live streaming in the moment, though, the simplest way that you can really get behind what we're doing is make sure you like this video. And if you really love it, share it out on your social media. Easy ways to just just as it says here, subscribe, like, share, especially on YouTube. Still, Zach, it's the weirdest thing on our analytics. 40% of the audience that listens to every podcast and is on every live stream, they're not subscribed to the channel. So take care of that. Make sure you're subscribed to Mile High Huddle on YouTube. Take care of that business. Hit that right, Zach. bell and you'd be good. That's right. And the bell, the bell informs you, notifies you every time we publish a new video and every time we are poised to go live. That way you don't miss a thing. So this is the Overtime Podcast Network. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. 
Joe Biden and his left-wing allies push boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They push girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Getting back to Ed's super chat here, the point about going 12 and 4. I officially predicted in my game-by-game, way-too-early prediction, 11 and 5. I think I had, I'm just going off the top of my head, I'm pretty sure I had the Broncos losing to the Saints beating the Bills, beating the Patriots. A couple of my my losses that he that Ed doesn't have here, I think, included the Steelers in week two. There's another one I'm missing. I could pull it up. But do you think 12 and four, though, for Edward is too optimistic? I, I wouldn't say too optimistic. Too optimistic to me is 15 and one or 16 and 0. I think 12 and four in a really ideal scenario, if all the stars align, if it is the year of Drew Locke in 2020, which it certainly could be if things break correctly, they could go 12 and four. And some of those losses on that list, Chad, are plausible, and some of those wins on that list are realistic. I happen to think they'll split with the Chiefs as well. I don't think they're going to sweep the Raiders, though. I think they'll sweep the Chargers. It's not out of the realm of possibility. They do go 12-4, and four, but that would have to mean a lot of the breaks go their way, including the injury bug, including the ball, literally bouncing their way on game days. I wouldn't hope for that. I think 10-6 and six is a much more realistic and, and hopeful record to, to look forward to in 2020. Ed, we love where your head's at, man. We yeah. love that you're feeling the, the momentum. You're, you're feeling that energy of the way the Broncos finished the 2019 season, the way they closed that out. And the way they've kind of built on that with the offseason that they've had, it's been phenomenal. And by the way, really quick, i got to give a special shout-out here to Johnny Baby, who we missed one of his super chats on Thursday night's show. I don't know how I missed it. It's my fault. But, John, you know I reached out to you personally, and we we hate when that happens. And we really appreciate your support and what you mean to this community. So appreciate you, bro. And he didn't want the attention. He's like, ah, it's all good. I was listening. He got in early, left a super chat, and then didn't actually hang out in the live stream because he had to work. And he listened after the fact. He's like, ah, it's all good. I just wanted to show some support. So I know you didn't necessarily want this attention, but we just wanted to say thanks, my friend. Yeah. We really appreciate you. And he says, his message is, let's start it off early. Everyone smash yeah. the like button, baby. Hashtag state of being, hashtag Denver Broncos for life. Very cool, John. The I just love it, dude. The way our Again, some people, they rage against it a little bit, that that vocal minority in our, our community. But this is a, a podcast since September that is community-driven, and that's just not going to change. Jonathan's up on that mountain with a hammer and a chisel, carving out a place on Mount Rushmore. That's right. Getting there. that's right. Amen to that. All right, let me see here. Let me scroll up. Um, I don't want to miss... I think we're going to have plenty of room if the chat stream doesn't do the thing that it does and force us to skip over specific sections. I think we're going to have plenty of time on tonight's show to get to as many questions and comments and whatnot as possible. But really quick, Zach, let's get out of the way what the Broncos plan is for opening up. So on Tuesday, the NFL 
And again, the Broncos are obeying a an NFL mandate that since whatever it was, it was either the last day or two of March or the first day or two of April, the NFL mandated all teams send their employees home. Those who can work from home virtually, make sure you set them up. The NFL draft, as we all know, NFL GMs and scouts and coaches, it was all done remotely. It was all done virtually. And the NFL pulled it off without a hitch. And up to this point, they've, they've maintained the message to all 32 teams, stay home until further notice. Well, they're allowing teams to begin the process of reopening their facilities to employees, executives, scouts, players, coaches this week on Tuesday. Now, the Broncos plan, Zach, is they are putting together their own little task force of reopening, if you will, and it's being headed up by Brittany Boland. Now, Joe Ellis, the CEO and president of the team, uh, sent out an email to all team employees. And of course, Mike Kliss got himself of Nine News a copy of that email. And let me just read to you a couple things of what it says. Uh, in fact, I'll just read to you a clip from Mike Kliss's actual article, and then I want to get your thoughts. Here's what Kliss wrote, quote, in an email distributed to the team's 250 plus employees Saturday, the Broncos will spend next week making sure extensive safety measures against the word that shall go unnamed are implemented at its stadium and team headquarter facilities. Up to 75 employees can then start to enter the buildings for work the week of May 25th, including GM John Elway and his football operations staff. The vast majority of employees will continue to work remotely from home until the week of June 1st. Coaches and players are still not permitted inside the facilities for competitive balance reasons. I air quote that competitive balance reasons. So NFL is trying to keep that equal. Everyone's on the same footing across the league. No players and coaches, unless they're uh, undergoing rehab, can be at the facilities. So Brittany Bowling is, uh, she is, of course, her title now with the team is Vice President of Strategic Initiatives. She's leading up this task force and she submitted a comprehensive, quote, infection response plan, close quote, to the league office on Friday. So basically what it boils down to, Zach, is they're beginning the process of getting PPE, personal protective equipment, setting up all their so, uh, social distancing guidelines within the facilities. They're getting all that out of the way this week with an eye toward John Elway and the, and the executives and the, and the scouts coming back next week. And then hopefully sometime, I'm thinking early June, players and coaches across the league will be allowed to come back. Two thoughts jump out to me. First of all, I'm so happy there's a little bit of normalcy returning, Chad. Things are opening up again, and hopefully we'll have not probably not an offseason, but definitely training camp at this rate, and everyone's starting to get back in the building, and uh, the players get back on the field eventually. Second of all, uh, Brittany Bowen, is there any doubt now that she's being groomed to take over as the owner? I mean, she's definitely the favorite, and I think giving her this responsibility is the biggest clue of it all. It's her job to lose in a sense. She has to fall on her face not to become the new owner of the Broncos however many years from now. No doubt about it. Yep, she is the apple of Joe Ellis's eye, undoubtedly. And it'll be interesting to see, you know, how she manages this. I don't know how much of what she ends up executing in this role is really going to be available for people like us to analyze, but we all know that Joe Ellis thinks she's she's great and she's probably going to do a great job. Very smart woman, very well educated, and it will be cool to see how that shakes out. So the silver lining here is a return of players, coaches, specific date for that hasn't been put in stone. It's looking like early June. So as you said, though, the silver lining here is the Broncos haven't moved off their plan of opening training camp, which is still 
tentatively planned, Zach, for July 28th or 29th. So you still got almost two months. Well, from now, you've got over two months of real time until training camp opens. But from the time the Broncos, players and coaches are expected to be let back in the building sometime early June, they'll have a good month and a half, perhaps more, we'll see, until training camp kicks off. Training camp will probably look a little different. I, I would suppose there's going to be a limited fan attendance or no fan attendance at all. It's going to be a, a work in progress getting back to what we know and love the NFL to be. But like I said, even if it's limited, even if it's different this year, I'm just happy football is coming back. I'm happy the issue that shall go unnamed is moving behind us slowly but surely. I don't want to draw any hate for that comment. I'm just happy we're getting some normalcy back and things open up again because I am dying for football, Chad, and I cannot wait for September. Last thing we want is to be considered, you know, science deniers, right? That's not yeah, what we're saying. According here. facts. We're just happy that things are moving and moving forward and opening up. And there's a lot of evidence out there. If you look at some of the states that opened up early, that things are going well. There's not the setbacks that a lot of people, very well-educated, well-meaning, credentialed professionals expected there possibly to be some kind of a setback hasn't happened so we're, we're taking that we're, we're silver lining guys we're glass half full guys and we're enjoying the fact that that's the way it seems to be trending cobra commander good to see you my friend so what do you need dog tell us what the transgression was you get that absolution <laughs> coming your way uh, robert wants to know what's a bigger priority in free agency corner or offensive tackle depth zach that market has really dried up but what's your answer for robert I mean, you guys know how I feel about this. They can get by with the cornerbacks they have. I would prefer a veteran, but there's no preference or no wanting for the offensive line. They need a tackle, Chad, especially with the revelation from Elijah Wilkinson that he had a minor knee procedure that he's being rehabbing from right now. He should be good to go for training camp. Should be. This is your, in case of emergency guy, this is your possible starting left tackle in an open competition with Garrett Bowles, and he should be okay for camp. The Broncos are one snap away from Jake Rogers being Drew Locke's blindside protector. That is terrifying. Holden Adams wants to know, do you think they'll bring in the players in position groups to start? So as an example, phase it in by beginning with the wide receivers at this time, defensive backs at this time, so on and so forth is what Holden wants to know. My answer, Zach, is no. The players and coaches, once they're rubber stamped to return, they'll all return is how I expect it to unfold. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they're going to take Colorado laws into consideration for gatherings and distancing rules. But, yeah, I would presume it's going to be uh, as you said, Chad. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies push boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They push girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promotes surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Joe jumping in on YouTube. Dalton Reisner is my new favorite Bronco right next to Drew Locke. Check out Dalton's interviews. First class, funny, and very engaging. Hope he is a Bronco for many, many years. Go Broncos. Great guy. We agree. And it was really cool for when we were at the combine. One of the things that struck us the most from our interactions with the players and coaches and GMs in that event in 2019 was, you know, they set up about eight different podiums and then probably – four or five different tables, the bigger named guys from the bigger schools got the podiums, the smaller school guys, lesser known guys got the tables and they'd have little cards, placards set up so that as media, we knew exactly who's who and who's going to be setting up where, when the time came. And when Dalton Reisner walked into that room, he walked up to his podium. He didn't wait for media to kind of coalesce around him and then begin the questions. He stood up at the podium, Zach, and just like, Sounded off. It was just like yeah. an announcement. Stands up, Dalton Reisner, offensive tackle or whatever, Kansas State. And just, I don't know, just you could just tell he was a very competent and outgoing human being just from that one little brief interaction. He owned the room, Chad. I and mean, he did it with such humility, too. If you remember, there was a reporter who was stuck behind him in the in the crowd. He was behind the podium, and he stopped what he was doing, and he said, listen, this guy has a question. Let him talk right now. I thought that was so incredible for a guy who's going to be in the NFL in a few months to want to get to every question during his pre-allotted time. Just talking to him in, in two seconds, I knew he had star potential. He told me he, he can't wait to hit someone in the NFL. He would love to be a Bronco. I knew right then I would love this guy, regardless if he landed in Denver or not. But, yeah, you see him on the field. He has perennial all-pro potential. I'd be surprised if he wasn't an all-pro as soon as 2020, or at least a pro bowler. And remember, by that point, by the time we had encountered him there at the Combine in Indy, he had already ran up to to John Elway off the side of the field (laughs) at the Senior Bowl and said, if you don't draft me, dude, I'm going to make you sorry. Because, of course, being Colorado boy. So, really cool, really cool guy. We He's one of our faves to cover as well. And Jared says he wants to know who the heck dislikes the video before it even starts. Talk about a dedicated hater. There is a – you're always going to have haters. It's just the way it shakes out, especially when you're public figure, public show, public site, semi-public, whatever you want to consider it. But there's there's a little resistance out there to uh, our show <laughs> and our community, haters, and it's a thing. They're going to try and get their licks in wherever they can, whether it's uh, thumbs downing a video putting up a one-star review on Apple Podcasts. Like, it's just the way, it's the way they do. And uh, we're, we can roll with those punches. We're big boys. It's all good. Uh, Nad Ludlow, jumping in. Appreciate you, my friend. $2 yeah. super. Hey, look, we've got a viewer on Twitch, which is cool. Oh, nice. I don't spend any time. It's good to see you, Salamander. Yeah. Um, I don't spend any time trying to master and understand and know Twitch. I just created an account and started yeah. streaming the shows there. And so it's however modestly it's grown there, it is done uh, completely organically. JP, what's going on, my friend? Appreciate you jumping in. $2 super. By the way, as a fellow drummer, I've been learning how to master the double stroke roll, which is very alien to me because I've just been a single stroke guy all my life because I'm self-taught. 
So I've been watching these YouTube videos, JP, of learning how to do the double stroke roll. In fact, that's what I was doing right when Zach and I hopped on. I, I could do it right now. I got my little practice pad right here. But always cool to talk to a fellow drummer. JP, missed the last couple of pods. Glad to be back. We're glad to have you, bro. Drop good a question if you have one, too. Yes. Bronx legend. Good to see you, my friend. Stu from way up, peering through the clouds, it's jumping down from Zeus MHH. McPeak. That's his name. <laughs> Zeus McPeak. That's right. Zeus McPeak. <laughs> there you go. Appreciate you as Thank always, you. my friend. You know that. Uh, Mike jumping in. Love the pod. Usually listen to it recording uh, recorded in the mornings. Awesome. Very Glad cool. to have you here. Yes. Uh, Brandon wants to know, Zach, who do you feel the reopening is the most helpful for? I assume that Brandon's talking specifically about football, about the Broncos, but your answer. I, yeah, I think it helps everyone involved. I don't think it helps anyone more than others. I, I believe the rehab group is going to be the first in the building and they're going to get them prioritized. So people like, you know, Bryce Callahan coming back from an injury, it could help him out. But I think just opening up the facility and getting up for run back and the football mindset, Chad, especially for someone like Drew Locke, who lives, breathes, and eats football, he's, it's just going to be good for the entire team and get back on the grass and have some normalcy. Dad's R Us Gaming jumping in with a very kind comment <laughs> and a generous super. Appreciate you, my friend. We love you right back. You know this. Um, here's something very crucial, which is true, from Drink In on YouTube. If Drew Locke goes down, how screwed are the Broncos in 2020 and screwed. beyond? Screwed, screwed. But how screwed? Screwed, screwed? Season's over, screwed. I mean, Driscoll's not going to lead the Broncos to the playoffs unless they have just the best running game and defense of all time. They can squeak out a wild card. But, yeah, you can say that, though, for every other team in the league pretty much, though, Chad. 30 other, 29 other teams, if their starting quarterback goes down, the season's over. So, fingers crossed he stays healthy in 2020. It's just the way it is. It's the way it is. The, the Philadelphia Eagles of 2017 are really one of the outliers of all time. Definitely. You know, once that – that quarterback goes down. There have been rare exceptions. I guess I can't remember what year it was. Was it 93 or 94 bills? Jim Kelly got hurt late in the playoff push. And there was that great game. Of course, when Frank Wright came in and set that stunning records coming back from behind, whatever it was, I want to say 20 something point deficit to defeat the Houston Oilers. And Jim Kelly got his starting job back though, and started the Super Bowl. When you ha- lose a quarterback, your starting quarterback for the season, Zach, it almost always spells doom. Yeah, I mean, unless you have a, a Bridgewater on your roster, or I don't even know who who'd be the best backup quarterback, Chad. Ryan Fitzpatrick, who can keep you afloat, but Jeff Driscoll is neither of those players. So if Drew Locke goes down, uh, the Broncos are in serious trouble. Bronx legend jumping in with a $5 super oh, to say, always love Chad and Zach. Hashtag never Broncos for life. Not as much as we love you, my friend. Believe that. Thank you. Appreciate you. Doug wants to know on Facebook. Hi, Chad and Zach from Pastor Doug in Butte, Montana. I'm a football fan, priest, Bronco fan since 72. Very cool. Awesome. It's nice to be acquainted with you, Doug, and thank you for joining us. Uh, let's see what's on Kenneth's mind here. He says, "Who's who in your mind <clears throat> was the best ever offensive lineman for the Broncos? Gary Zimmerman, Tom Nalen, Clady in his prime, someone else. For me, Zach, I know you're you kind of enter the equation as someone covering this team circa 2016. So your your knowledge of some of the deeper history of the team is still growing. So I'll answer this one and say it's Tom Nalen. Of course, I want you to answer if you have one, but Tom Nalen to me was a even though Gary Zimmerman's in the hall and Ryan Clady was a first round pick that developed and then 
but he suffered those injury problems, was never there for the tr- most triumphant moments, both in Super Bowl four, getting to Super Bowl 48 and then getting trounced and then winning Super Bowl 50. Clady just wasn't able to hang in there and be there for those moments. Meanwhile, Tom Nalen was drafted late in the draft by Mike Shanahan, developed, started quickly, contributed to back-to-back championships in the 90s, and then played for a long time, multiple Pro Bowls, multiple All-Pro nods. To me, he is the greatest Denver Bronco offensive lineman of all time, and it's a travesty and a miscarriage of justice that he's not in the Hall of Fame. He's been retired a long time now. Tom Nalen should be in the Hall of Fame, and I don't want to go off on a tangent because it would derail the pod, but Tom Nalen, to me, is is top of the line. I, I was going to say Donald Stevenson is the best I've ever seen <laughs> with the Broncos, but yeah, I mean, based on what I've seen, what I've studied, what I know, those three that Kenneth named are um, the best, I think, in Broncos lore, and Zimmerman, to me, would get the nod shot, so I, I agree with what you're saying. John jumping into on Twitch this time. He's saying he's saying I feel it's very realistic. We can go twelve and four or eleven and five. That was my official prediction. And of course, you know, hope springs eternal. And in the off season, you know, everything resets. Even the Browns, you know, people in in Cleveland that are analyzing this thing is me in in terms of media. I was talking to one of my counterparts in the biz that covers the Browns there in Cleveland, and they're all optimistic that this is their year. This is the year they're going to turn the ship around. So part of it is just that, you know, conventional optimism that comes with it being a, you're turning over a new leaf, it's a new year. But just going off what we saw the way last year ended, Zach, and just the changes and improvements they've made, don't sleep on this team being a double-digit animal. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's very realistic, but I think it's realistic the Broncos can get a double-digit wins. 10-6 and six is my official prediction. And, you know, if things break right, if they beat a team they're not supposed to beat, like the Chiefs, they could easily go 11-5 and five if things, again, if Locke takes that next step, if things go correctly. I could definitely see it happening. JR on Facebook wants to know, when's the last time the Broncos beat the Chiefs? Sadly, JR, it was week two of the 2015 season. Hmm. So it was the Super Bowl year. And it took a miracle in the fourth quarter in the clutch. It was, I believe, Darian Stewart, Brandon Marshall, co-tackling Jamal Charles, popping the ball out, and Bradley uh, Roby scooping it up, taking it to the house. That's what put the Broncos over the top in that, that game at Arrowhead, by the way. Later on that season, of course, the Chiefs came to Denver, and it was the unraveling of Peyton Manning. It was the, the game in which his injury just got the best of him. He threw multiple picks. It signaled to Gary Kubiak that he needed to sit him down. He needed to heal up, and that's what began the little Brock Osweiler era. And, Zach, the Broncos just haven't been able to bounce back since. The closest they came was that week uh, six. Anyway, 2018 game at home in which the Broncos were one sailed. Case Keenan passed to Demarius Thomas away from victory. It's going to end this year, though. The drought will end, and I believe at Arrowhead, the Broncos will emerge victorious this season. Uh, Mitch, I have a confession. I've fallen in love with the DVDD hat, the Dove Valley Deep Divers hat. I'm sorry to the Huddle Up pod. Get hey, out, Mitch. Good, Get out. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hop on out of this this stream. No, of course, dude. We love it. It's all MHH, baby. It's all We're the same umbrella. We're all all it, it here, all cool family. Hat. It is a cool hat. So I don't. We don't blame you. Um, Jason says I agree with the ten and six record. Anything more than that will be fire. And those I, discounting the Broncos this year will eat crow. Amen. And Edward saying Locke is going to ball out this year. Amen. Now, I had a couple of fans send me videos of kind of um, obscure YouTube channels. No offense to those two YouTube channels. You go to milehighhuddle.com. There's a post in the community tab. You guys can see what I'm talking about. 
but that are really high on the Broncos, laying out some pretty well-reasoned, I'll give him that, arguments for why the Broncos are dark horses this year that people are sleeping on. So it's not just – I mean, the national media has been pretty slow to come around on the Broncos, Zach, but a lot of people who pay close attention to football, they recognize how everything changed from week 13 on last year for this team, and there's a reason why, obviously. So what I've seen on Twitter, though, is is Titans fan and Raiders fans are talking trash about the Broncos. It's like, guys, your quarterbacks are Ryan Tannehill and Derek Carr. I mean, Drew Locks, he's inexperienced, he's young, he's unproven, but he has way more upside than your guys. So let him keep talking. Let him keep hating. Brandon says, Chad, do you believe, do you still believe in Bryce Callahan or are you buying into Ojemudia? I believe in both, to be honest with you. I still, I'm skeptical that Callahan is going to, I shouldn't say skeptical. He's just in a position where I'll believe it when I see it. When he's suited up week one on the grass playing, I'll believe it and I'll celebrate and I'll be stoked. But he's legit. He's the quintessential inside nickel corner for Vic Fangio's defense. And I'm confident that if he's available for his team, he's going to be just that. Whereas Michael Ojemudia, in my mind, is no less legit. He's still got a ways to go to learn the scheme and, you know, prove his worth and his bona fides and all that. But as I we told you guys, the weekend of the draft that Ojemudia is a guy that he's a sleeper that we wouldn't be surprised finds a way to start early as a rookie. So if it ends up being Zach as an example, AJ Bouye number one, Callahan the nominal two, who jumps inside on nickel situations, and then Ojemudia as the third, that wouldn't surprise me. And Ojemudia would be probably getting those starts over Callahan or could in that situation. Maybe I'm in the minority, but I feel like there's more of a chance Callahan's going to return to pre-injury form than Michael Lowe's going to be an instant starter, instant contributor. I think he has the talent to be the best Broncos cornerback they drafted in recent memory, but it's going to take some time, at least in a veteran secondary, to kind of get with the program, get on the field, see some significant snaps. So I'm a big believer in Callahan. I think even with some time off, even with some skepticism about his injury, I think he'll come back pretty strong, Chad. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this. But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet. He's got to break that bad third-round cornerback drafted by the Broncos. Yeah. And um, I think he's got a good chance to do that. Mike Evans, one of our Super Chat superstars, jumping in. Thank you, Mike. With a $10 Super. Appreciate you, bro. He says... Just got my MHH face mask. I love it. Quick question. Early prediction. Will Justin Hollins make the team this year? Good question. Before we answer, I just want to bring up, we've had a few of our awesome viewers and members of the community reach out about orders they've placed for masks at at huddleuppod.com. Everything's a little bit delayed because of the word that shall go unnamed. Supply chains have been interrupted depending on where certain companies source their materials. The masks, for whatever reason, are the one item on our merch store that is the hottest, number one, but it's also the longest wait. So 
I don't tell you that to disincentivize you from going and getting yourself a mask. And Mike, we appreciate you, bro. You know that. But I just want to be upfront with you guys that it's probably going to be two weeks before you get your mask when you order it. Now, the cool thing about these particular masks are you can use them for safety purposes when you're out and about to avoid the word that should go unmentioned. And then once the word that goes unmentioned passes by completely and you get to football season, you can use it in a cold weather stadium, keeps your face warm from the elements and from wet and snow and all that stuff. So if you end up having to wait a little while, I think it'll still be worth it for you. But Zach, is Justin Hollins making this team? At outside linebacker, I think he has a pretty good shot. I hope he's not inside linebacker. I hope they're not, you know, vacillating between his positions this year. I, at OLB, I think he makes the team. I think they want to see in a Vic Fangio scheme what he can do with not having so much lumped onto his plate. I think he can make an impact, Chad. I mean, he can be that that reserve backup type to emerge like Malik Reed did last year, playing one position. So I have faith that he'll be on the 53 when it's all said and done. Yeah, it would be an upset if he doesn't, but – Again, I, I like uh, Tuska coming in the seventh-round pick, upsetting somebody's apple cart, whether that ends up being Hollins or Malik Reed. Could be. I don't think it'll be Jerry Attachu. So we'll see. We'll see. Robert wants to know what our thoughts are on Justin Sternad, and I had a feature on this very player, actually, early Sunday. You guys go read that at milehighhuddle.com. You know who he models his game after, Justin Sternad? Very interesting. Darius Leonard, of course, the 2018 Defensive Rookie of the Year that had like 163 tackles as a rookie. And that didn't count, Zach, seven sacks, a few picks, four forced fumbles. Like he was a whirling dervish as a, as a rookie for the Colts, two-time All-Pro, and he's only been in the league two years. That's who Justin Sternad models his game after. Fast, athletic, coverage-type linebacker that can just disrupt. That's what Sternad is is you know in terms of comparing him to a, an all pro like Leonard, it's too early to do anything like that. But that's who he models his game after. I mean, what do I think about him? If he stays healthy, he's going to be the starter and inside linebacker opposite AJ Johnson by midseason. I mean, he is what the Broncos need, and a long term combination of Johnson and Sternad and inside linebacker. They finally have those solutions, Chad, for tight ends, running backs. I think he's going to be a really good pro, and the Broncos got tremendous value where they took him. Our friend pranked films. Super chat, superstar jumping Thank in. You. Appreciate you, bro. You what do you think Tyreek Cleveland's ceiling will be? I watched highlights on him, and he was absolutely mossing people. And what do you think Justin Sternad's ceiling will be? Ceiling for, for Sternad, I think. Leonard. <laughs> I mean, that's the, that's the ultimate way up high, tippy-top ceiling. But for Cleveland, you know, that's a good question. That's a good question. He's still very raw, a lot of natural ability. Zach Azani might be able to work miracles with him, but I do think it's going to take some time. Yeah. The Broncos are going to want to hold on to him and you know, practice squad, continue developing him. But there's a chance, Zach, that he's one of those players that they draft. They try to sneak him onto the squad, and based on what he did in the preseason, another team falls in love and swoops him up and brings him elsewhere. Like It wouldn't surprise me if even by October, against Denver's wishes, he's not on the roster anymore. But I don't know. He's kind of an enigma. We'll see how it shakes out. I think his ceiling's higher than Juwan Winfrey. I, I think ultimately yeah. Cleveland can be like a Tim Patrick type, a, a decent borderline wide receiver three, a really, really good wide receiver four. I'm not that high on him personally. I think he's kind of a jag given his talent abilities and where the Broncos drafted him. But if he can be a contributing factor on specials or even a practice squad um, you know, placeholder there, I think the Broncos will take that. Tyler on Facebook says, hey, guys, love the podcast. Appreciate you, Ty. Thank you, Tyler. 
First time listening live. I'm from Canada, so I'm not sure of the laws there, meaning in the United States. I know players are not allowed in the facility, but can Locke get his receivers together yet, even if it isn't in Colorado? Locke, yeah, right now it's all contingent on a state-by-state basis. That's one of the cool things about the United States is we are literally 50 United States, and every state is its own government, is its own sovereign entity. And so Locke is governed by whatever the – wherever he wants to perhaps get some, get a, get a event together with his receivers is governed by whatever the laws of that state in which he wants to do the, the workout exists. However, I think Locke has said he's waiting from an all clear nod from the Broncos before he does anything. They want to be sh- sure that what they do, if they do get together is socially responsible. I don't think you're going to see it happen until well after the Broncos like I, it wouldn't surprise me, Zach, if the Broncos players and coaches get brought back into the building sometime early June. They might have some meetings there, phase three of OTAs. And then in that four to six week period leading up to camp, when traditionally players are completely off, that's, this is the one point on the NFL calendar where they can really circle on uh, for, for personal vacations, family vacations, things like that. If that period is when Drew Locke gets everybody together. But I just don't think it's going to be before then. Yeah, there's no universal law that says they can't all get together. I mean, in a state like Tennessee or South Carolina, Florida, if they want to meet there, I mean, Dak Prescott did it with Des Bryant earlier this offseason. He took some flack for it. It's not great PR, but it can be done. But I think what you said, Chad, is accurate. He's a very team-oriented guy. He's in his first year starting. He doesn't want to upset the apple cart. I think he'd be safer than sorry and just wait until things were more official before getting it more together. Muhammad, a very moving and generous super chat. Of fifty dollars. Thank you, wow. my friend. Thank you so much. I want to make sure I, I know I'm talking to the right guy. It's at Broncos underscore two thousand five on Twitter, right? Holler in the stream so I know that's for sure. But dude, that means everything to us. We really appreciate you. you. And our community, each and every podcast just blows us away. Thank you, Muhammad. He says, Broncos rock stars. I haven't been able to watch the show live lately. That's all good. Love you guys. Keep up the good work. It's cool, man. We're just happy that you're here now, and when you can catch it live, great, but it warms our heart to hear that you still listen after the fact. Even if you can't be in the live stream, you download the pod on Apple Podcasts, rewatch it on YouTube, whatever. We appreciate you, bro. Completely humbling, Muhammad. Thank you so much for that, man. You the man, and make sure I'm right on your Twitter account, and that goes for all of our Super Chat superstars. We want to know if you're on Twitter, what your Twitter handle is so that we can shout you out and give you some post-pod love. Joseph jumping in also on Super. Appreciate you, Joseph. Thank you, Joseph. He says, just got out of the hospital with a staph infection. Yikes, that sucks, dude. Hopefully you're doing okay. He says, "Um, but great to hear Denver will start getting back to business soon. Love listening to you guys. Really appreciate that. I had the snot scared out of me not too long ago by a medical person explaining to me that we all carry staph and what was the other one? I can't remember. Back bacteria, whatever, on our skin at all times. When people get these staph infections, though, it's when it actually gets into the bloodstream or something, and it just freaked me out. But that's touch and go and very sketchy. Joseph, we're glad you're out of the hospital. We'll take that to mean you're improving. Let us know how you're doing as well. Yeah, hopefully you're uh, on the mend doing better. Uh, Let's see here, guys. Bear with us for one second. Yeah, James, great point. Congrats to Philip Lindsay on the birth of his son, Broncos country just got a little bit bigger. That's right. He's now a proud Papa and hopefully Papa Zach sometime in the very near future can really bring home the bacon for, uh, for mom and, and the baby here. 
That's right. It's 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 funny though. He went from being a guy living in his mom's basement and and not having his own place, and now he has a kid and he's a, he's a Pro Bowler. It's he's really taken that ascension shot the last couple of years. So congrats to Philip. Happy and healthy. I'm happy to hear it. Hey, you guys, make sure you mute Buana Beast's device right now. He's not going to want to hear this. He's not a he's not a big believer in fan. <laughs> but Mike says I think Noah Fan makes a big jump this season after he makes a big catch. Get Albert O in there and go deep. Keep them tired and on their heels. Rotate and run like the Nuggets at altitude. Yeah, dude, I think he's in line for similarly a, a big year two jump like you saw from Cortland Sutton last year. That could be in line, Zach, for Noah this year. Big, relatively speaking, considering Pat Shermer doesn't feature the tight end too much. So if Noah Fan has a big year, I wouldn't hold my breath for Albert, Albert O. But in tandem, they have the potential to be the new Gronkowski, Aaron Hernandez. That's definitely exciting. Here's Kathleen saying exactly what I was talking about. Joseph, staph infection is caused by the bacteria Staphylococcus aureus, a very common bacteria that everyone has on their skin. I heard that and it tripped me out, dude. Mm. But I'm a little bit of a germaphobe if I allow myself to be. So anyway, Cobra jumping in. What's the love with Ojemudia? Is it just hopeful hype or does he really have potential? He really does have that potential, Cobra Commander. He's still very raw, but he's extremely smart. He's a great tackler, and he basically is a quintessential Fangio corner. Right. It's going to take time. To, I mean, just because a guy is a good fit for a scheme doesn't necessarily mean Zach he hits the ground running out of the gates. But So it's going to take a little time, but Ojemudia was basically handpicked by Vic Fangio. He went probably a little bit earlier than some draft Knicks, maybe had him going in terms of, you know, early third round as opposed to maybe late third, early fourth. But it's because Fangio loves him. So if Fangio loves him, you know how particular Fangio is about his corners. You got to take that to mean something. I wasn't the biggest fan of this pick, admittedly. And I look back on it and I I saw some of his tape and he really does represent everything and epitomize everything Vic Fangio wants in a cornerback. And I'm willing to get Fangio, based on what we saw last year, based on what he did with Callahan in Chicago, I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. And I think in a best case scenario, easily, Michael Lowe will be the best Broncos quarterback they've drafted in quite some time. Definitely better than Isaac Yadam, Brendan Langley, a true guy who fits the scheme and who has the talent to match. Randy says, currently listening to y'all's podcast on my way home from work. Hashtag go Broncos. Drive safe, dog. Or if you're on the, maybe you're taking public transit, but drive safe, my friend. Appreciate you. Here's Christy, MHH, queen of MHH. There she is. Superstar jumping in. OG, $30 super. Appreciate you. She says, they have to keep Drew Locke healthy at all costs. That's why Garrett Bowles scares me. Letting the Chiefs win back-to-back Super Bowls is unacceptable for me. Thank you, guys. Keep up the good work. Yeah, we uh, – well, first off, before we get to the, to what she's saying there, we have some things coming up that we're, we have in the works, some plans for the pod. Some of our Mount Rushmore superstars, we plan on getting on the show here and having little segments where we feature them, talk, talk to them, involve them in the podcast on screen and audio. Christy's one that we've reached out to about getting involved in that. And uh, we'll, of course, give you guys more details when we crystallize a plan, but it's going to be a lot of fun. But, Zach, your thoughts on the Bulls issue. I know some people are tired of talking about it, tired of hearing about it, because it just doesn't appear as if the Broncos are really moving off their position at this stage. But your thoughts. 
I mean, even before Wilkin- Wilkinson's uh, left foot operation, it was tenuous going with him in the season as a lone contingency plan behind two extremely unreliable tackles in Garrett Bowles and Juwan James. Both of them scare me, not just Garrett Bowles. And I'm the, one of the biggest Bowles attractors out there. Again, I'll say he has the potential to be consistent, but I want more than just consistent or more than just average for my fourth year, former first round blindside protector for my franchise quarterback. If he stays healthy and Mike Munchak gets his teeth into him, he can be a capable guy, but nothing he said or done to this point deserves the benefit of the doubt from him. Chad. He has to earn it every snap of every game this year. Justin jumping in as well. Appreciate you, Justin. Thank $10 you, Justin. super bonafide superstar. He says, let me hear your best Omaha. Happy Sunday. <laughs> Stay well. Hashtag let it breathe. Hashtag best D2020. All right, you ready? <laughs> Here we go. I don't want to blast the mic. Here we go, ready? <laughs> don't do uh, it. <laughs> all right, you guys are going to make a screen capture of this and make me look like an idiot. Here we go. Just for you, J-Bone. You ready? Omaha. Go! Just like that. Have you ever noticed when they do the Omaha, maybe it was, t- it was Tebow? And uh, no, not Tebow. Did Tebow do Omaha? I think Omaha stayed on from Tebow, if I'm not mistaken, actually. Peyton Manning made famous, of course, Omaha as a pre-snap kind of indicator of, on the cadence. But they always – they'd say go instead of hike, right? But it was almost like a yeah. – but go. But I don't know what it was. But every quarterback has their own little unique cadence. Peyton Manning had his, and he crushed the opponents with that cadence. I was going to say Philip Rivers always stood out to me. He says, Green Hut, it's it's a weird combination of words there. But you know what? I'll let you go viral for that Omaha impression, Chad. I'm going to set this one up. You're welcome, J-Bone. You're welcome, <laughs> dog. Um, all right, let's see here. Yanis wants to know, hey, what will the impact of no April or May OTAs uh, on the fact that we have such a young offense and a new offensive coordinator? So what kind of impact not having OTAs what is that going to have on the young offense and a new offensive quarter? Zach, I don't think there's any way of getting around the fact that it, that it sucks and it yeah. just delays the team's ability, these young guys and the new OC of, of getting everything together. It just means they're going to have to work and focus a little bit harder and closer when they finally do get together in training camp. But everyone around the NFL is on the same wavelength. They're all on a level playing field. Everyone is missing their offseason program. Everyone is is teaching players right now through Zoom. I mean, it's not just the Broncos as well. And knowing Drew Locke, again, he's been through so many changes in his college career. And even from last year to this year, he, if any young quarterback can handle all this uncertainty, it's Drew Locke. I am not worried in the least about the lack of an offseason for the Broncos this year. Christy wants a huddle-up trucker hat. So for those of you... If you've been on the huddleuppod.com merch store, I think it's the building the Broncos hat is an actual trucker hat. Our The huddle up hat is the one that Zach's wearing right now. So we're going to get a huddle up. We can do that, get a yeah. huddle up trucker hat. However, we're gonna, we're, we've got some new designs that we're working with a guy on that he's going to put together for us. Once we get those, then we'll put a new hat design up on the merch store, and we'll make sure that it is a trucker hat. Uh, let's see here from Timothy. Elway had a gun for an arm, so chemistry was not as reliant. Fast balls can make up chemistry, so less need to float a ball. He can zip it there. What's that? Oh, Denver Broncos for life, stuck in Viking Packer territory. <laughs> Please help me. Yeah, arm strength, you know what? It has it can be a it can save a quarterback's life, and it can also be one of the reasons why some quarterbacks fail at the next level because exactly. they rely too much on their arm strength. Exactly. But I think Drew Locke can balance both, Zach. 
it can get him out of situations. He can throw his receivers open. He can make throws that none other quarterbacks can make, but it's definitely not the end-all, be-all. I mean, look at Jamarcus Russell, who can throw a football 100 yards or whatever from his knees. It's definitely not that the primary um, ability you want in a quarterback. It helps, but you want more than that, and I think Drew Locke definitely has mostly the complete package. Uh, Dar the Dog jumping in with a $2 super. Appreciate you. Thank you. Good I'm job. hyped for next season. Do you all think Natani Muti starts? I don't think Natani Muti starts as a rookie, but I do think health willing, you know, if, if he can put the struggles with the injury bug behind him, he's a guy that does factor into the future plans, and he's one heck of a swing guard that you can yeah. plug in if something were to knock on wood happen to Dalton Reisner or Graham Glasgow. He, him being the first guy into the breach, I mean, that's a, that's a pretty formidable fail-safe, Zach. I think by 2021, he can be a starter. But in the meantime, in the interim, if he's, if he's not on the practice squad or not on IR or PUP, he's going to contribute in that swing role and give the Broncos more stability than they had with Billy Turner a few years ago. Great swing guy, but Muti is even better than that. I love his film. I love his game. He's a mauler. He's an animal and in run blocking. He's going to be a very good player if he can just stay healthy in the NFL. Drake L wants to know, do you think Ojemudia could, could be just another Isaac Yadam or Langley? Could he be? Possibly. That's what we're saying is as a third-round pick, John Elway's drafted now three corners in the third round, the first being uh, Langley, then Yadam, then Ojemudia. What we're saying is we want him to break that bad third-round corner juju that the Broncos have going. And I think there's a good chance that he will, as we said earlier in this show. Um, I mean, you could say the same thing about any player. I mean, Jerry Judy could be Chad Jackson, but we don't foresee that happening. I think Michael Ojemudia has the best upside of any Broncos cornerback they've taken in the last what, half decade. Trout in Alberta says, if you were going to buy the jersey of the best player on the team this year, whose jersey are you mm, buying? Great so question. kind of making a prediction, who's going to be the best player? I really do, if I'm hedging right now, I'm probably going to say Drew Locke, just, and that might be a boring answer because it's one that would be very common for most people answering that question, but I'm going to say Drew Locke. I'm going to say Cortland Sutton. I mean, he's already a wide receiver one, and I think his star is going to shine throughout the NFL this season. He's going to be in the Pro Bowl, maybe all pro. I'm a huge Cortland Sutton fan. He's, he's probably my favorite Broncos player at the moment. Good pick. James bringing up something that is very probable, could very well happen. Yeah. He says, I still think Muti gets IR. Yeah. The roster math is difficult. He's talented, but I want him 100% healthy. If he can't do football activities by OTAs, I'd IR him. I would IR him if he can't do football activities by training camp. And, yeah, you know, that might be the case. We'll see. But that's definitely possible. Manny Wise showing some love on Super oh, Chat, yeah. one of Thank our you. superstars. Appreciate you, Manny. And, by the way, Manny, if you're on Twitter, reach out. Let us know so we can connect with you and show you some love. Uh, all right, let's see here. Apologies for the phone buzzing there. Bear with me one second here. Charlie wants to know, other than the fact that he doesn't like to blitz, just what is the Fangio scheme? There's a lot of uh, hallmarks of the Fangio scheme, one of which is there's a few things that come to mind. First of all, from a coverage perspective, he it's not that he doesn't ever use man, but he uses a lot of zone, especially on first and second down, if it ends up being passing concepts, quarterbacks are seeing zone. A lot more likely to man up on third down for whatever reason. That's just his philosophy. But still, go, bouncing back so much from zone to man, it's hard on some corners, you know, because some are more cut out to play zone and have everything in front of them. 
Others are more cut out to just man up with someone and run with them. So from a coverage perspective, you have that. Up front, he doesn't like to blitz. How does he manufacture pressure? He expects his edge guys to be able to get home on the edge, your Vons and your Chubbs. And then inside, he loves running those twists and stunts, Zach. So yeah. a few different things. You know, maybe we'll do uh, – we'll, we'll green light a, a film study on Fangio's scheme at some point at milehighhuddle.com. We're going to have a lot of downtime between now and when the season or camp actually starts. So we'll see. That's a good breakdown, Chad. And uh, I, I will say that it's not like the NFL in 2004 with Bill Belichick being this defensive genius. Back then, it was 3-4 versus 4-3. Now, this is a hybrid. Everyone's running the same system, pretty much. Everyone's running a variation of one of those two defenses, and Fangio's no different. I will say, he only showed a little bit of his hand last year in his first year as a coach. Now, in year two, more comfortable, more talent on defense. We'll see even more from Vic Fangio, more creative packages, more blitz packages. I'm excited for that. We can't ignore our awesome listening audience on Twitter, on Periscope. Steven jumping in. He says, the morning sports shows are overlooking us bad. First take was talking if Raiders or Chargers upend Kansas City. I've heard that quite a bit as well. It's just noise. It's just noise. Um, Brian, we miss you too, dog. It's good to see you. Appreciate you. Duke Rose showing out, as always, a true bona fide superstar. Thank you, Duke. Appreciate you, Duke. He says, a little late, big dogs, but better late than never. That's right. Good to see you. We're just glad to have you in the stream, dog. Thank you. Um, Clip Stormborn, good to see you in the stream as well, my friend. Happy happy Sunday to you. Hope everything's okay out there in Philly. All right, let's see what else we've got here. We're uh, at 50 minutes, so we're on, on the home stretch here. Bear with us one second. Jeff C., good to see you, my friend. $2 super, one of our superstars, always consistent when he's in the stream. He says, how do you think we'll do on special teams oh. this year? Well, they have made <laughs> some changes. So this is worth yeah. at least a, an answer here. You Out goes Cody Wa- uh, Colby Wadman, excuse me. In comes Sam Martin, a more proven NFL punter. They're paying him. And then gone is Casey uh, Kreider and in Jacob Bobenmoyer. And there's another guy they brought in. I forget his name now. I need to. That's the second time I've not been able to remember this other guy's name. But So there's going to be competition at long snapper. you got plenty of rookies coming in combined with last year's guys to be the gunners and whatnot. What's your answer for Jeff C.? I mean, Sam Martin should be an upgrade on Colby Wadman, but that's not saying much. I mean, Sam Martin's not exactly a great guy. He, he's, he's, he's a pretty average punter, but not exactly an all-pro. And, and as long to me, I hate to take such a negative viewpoint, but as long as Tom McMahon is the coordinator, I don't have any faith that they're going to be improved from year to year or consistent. I think punt return with KJ Hamler, kick returns, that should be good. Uh, they should be decent tackling on special teams. But McMahon really has to prove himself to me, Chad. I was surprised the Broncos didn't move on this offseason. Eclipse Stormborn jumping in with a super, showing some Thank love. You, Appreciate you, bro. He says, happy Sunday, priests and Broncos country. Apologize for the tardiness. Peace from Philly. Hashtag state of being. It's all good. It's good to see you, bro. Appreciate you. And, guys, when you see this in the stream, we feature a Facebook user. That's someone who's watching from the MHH Super Fan Group on Facebook. In order for it to render your actual Facebook profile, you have to give – Facebook permission to allow StreamYard to sh- uh, display your name. So there should be a little thing for that, but it's good to see you. Appreciate you. Zach's web design, good Great. friend of the show. Also a guy who we shouted out on MHH Instagram. 
Great dude. Appreciate you, Zachary. Thank you. Says, I have a question. If everything clicks this year, would it be possible for the offense to keep up the energy on the defense so that way they don't tire? Zach, your answer for Zach. I mean, no, the idea is complimentary football. There's a lot of different ways, a lot of different meanings to that term, um, complimentary football, one of which is think back to the 2013 Broncos defense. Didn't really scare anybody. Von Miller missed six games for a suspension, came in for five, six, seven games, whatever it was, then tore his ACL, was a shell of himself. That defense wasn't much to write home about, and yet it got to the Super Bowl because Peyton Manning gave him so many leads. They could tee off. It took a lot of pressure off him. There's a lot of ways, but do you think if everything clicks this year, as Zach is asking, it's possible for the Broncos to have that kind of a balanced quid pro quo between the O and the D? I think they're going to go hand in hand. A good offense will benefit the defense and vice versa. But I, I'm not a fan of playing scared in any capacity. Maybe I'm not understanding the question correctly, but if something's working, I'm not going to go away from it. No matter of fatigue, no matter if my opponent knows it's coming, I don't like to play scared. I like to go for the throat. But I do believe in a balanced approach, a much better offense this year, keep the defense off the field, less three and outs, less turnovers, and that's going to help the entire team out. So it should work uh, with, with a lot of synergy this season. Amen to that. Wow, Gio. George. Gio jumping in, George. Appreciate you, my Top friend. Rope. Thank you so just, much. Just showing some love on Super Chat, a very generous Super Chat, and a very important member of our community, George. We love you. We appreciate you. You know that means the world to us, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. Huddle up, bro. What's up, Chad? Good to see you, Brennan. Thank you. Our uh, community, as always, just blows us away. The best. Each and every podcast. Johnny Baby jumping back in. Says got to bounce for work, but hope all the MHH fam have a great night. You as well, Good to John. see you. Thank you. You as well, my friend. Thanks for spending as much time with us as you could. Insaney Marufo with a five dollar super. Appreciate Thank you. you. Shout out, fellas. Keep up the great work. Hashtag Denver Broncos for life. Thank you, my friend. We'll try. Salute, man. We'll do that in the face of the two or three dislikers on YouTube. Each and every podcast. Dave jumping in. I'm trying to think. Is this the same? Is this Dave and Callie, or is this a different Dave? I feel like I'm confusing it, but Dave Darlington, correct me if I'm wrong on that. Either way, really appreciate you showing some yeah. love and some support. He says, missed the last few pods. Crazy work. I like the motor. The new guys are showing all in physically. Hashtag beast in orange. Yeah, dude, it's we can't wait to see these new rookies out on the field and in Broncos gear and regalia for the first time. I think everybody's chomping at the bit to see that, which is why, Zach, it's good news that basically things are in stages beginning to reopen across the league. Especially since this draft class, I believe, has the highest upside of the last three draft classes, Chad. So if they all click together, and starting with Jerry Judy, Lloyd Cushenberry, even Michael O, uh, this could be a really, really fun year for the Broncos. I'm anticipating that, but I can't wait till September when it becomes real. Richard from across the pond in Germany. Appreciate wow. that, my State friend. Being. Five and a half euro super chat. Appreciate your bro. you, bro. Night greetings from German Broncos country. Hashtag state of sleepless being. <laughs> what are you doing up right now, bro? What, what time like, is it there? It's, it's at least, I know it's seven hours to Scotland, UK. So is it an additional hour, I think, to, the, to Germany? So eight like hours. It's it, yeah, it's the wee hours of the morning there. Oh, so Richard, dedication, man. You are a dedicated maniac, and we love you. Appreciate you. All right, guys, 
We're getting close right up against it, but we can't turn away any of our superstars. Chris, jumping in. Appreciate you, my friend. And it was good to be able to connect with you on Twitter, by the way. How many rush yards does Buzz Lightyear Drew Locke have? Mm, I want to say less than 200. I mean, it's going to – his if he's running around too much with that ball, baby, things probably aren't going the way Pat Shermer envisioned or anyone on that roster. So – Probably ends up being 150 or less would be my my bet. He has some mobility, and his feet are going to bail him out. They're going to have some rollouts and design plays to use his mobility, but he's not going to be Lamar Jackson. So I don't look for 800 yards, 500 yards. I'm with Chad. I think 150, 175, a couple touchdowns on quarterback sneaks. That's pretty much the limit for Drew Locke as a rusher. This is an interesting comment. I cannot remember what show I was listening to, but Vic Fangio said to look for Isaac Yadam to have a breakout year in his system, uh, year two in his system. So interesting. The reason I wanted to feature that, Zach, is without naming names in his post-draft presser, the one thing we've talked about this on the pod before, Vic Fangio said about the cornerback depth is that young guys need to rise. And that there's two guys in particular he's expecting to do that. Maybe one of them is indeed Isaac Yadam, even though I know you're viewing him as potentially a guy that could end up transitioning to safety sooner than later. I am not holding my breath for an Isaac Yadam breakout here. I would take him just learning to turn his his head around and locate the football in coverage. I would sat, settle for that. But Vic Fangio, this is a classic case of talking up a former third-round pick, a guy they're trying to salvage, no different than Garrett Bowles. But like Bowles with Yadam, I'll believe it when I see it. Dar the dog jumping in again with a wow. $15 super. Thank you. Dar. Thank you very much. My friend is the dog on Twitter. If you're on Twitter, reach out to us, dog. Do you see Draymond Jones beating out to Marcus Walker or could McTelvin a hop over Walker on the depth chart too? Are there any other sleeper picks for surprise starters late in the year? Love the podcast. Keep it up. We will do just that. My friend, yeah. um, Draymond beating out Demarcus Walker is an almost virtual guarantee right. because he's a Fangio guy. Yeah. So that's a for sure. Now, even if Demarcus Walker comes in and and wises up, stops getting in the doghouse, whatever, I think Jones has the edge there. But between Walker and Ajim, Ajim's a rookie. Walker's a fourth year player now. That's the question. What do you think, Zach? Well, it's really Ajim versus Walker versus Christian Covington. And, and based on the salary they gave Covington, I'd be surprised if he wasn't on the final roster. Walker really is in trouble. I mean, Chad and I like him more than most, I feel like, but uh, the, the the odds are stacked against him. He has Vic Fangio has no loyalty to Demarcus Walker. He was a pick of a previous regime. It, it's going to take a lot, I think, for Demarcus to make the 53, even though I'm still counting on it or hoping for it anyway. I think Ajim's a solid year, maybe two, from being a starter as far as another sleeper. It's Justin Sternad at linebacker. We, we've already yeah. told you Ojemudia, but keep an eye on Sternad at linebacker. And uh, William Black for that for that matter as well. If depends on what happens with Chubb, right? If Chubb bounces back healthy, he, no one's taking Chubb or Vaughn off the field. But if there are any setbacks, knock on wood, I could see that happening for Tuska. Um, William Blackburn jumping in five dollar super. Thank you. Appreciate you, Will. Big reason I'm optimistic about Locke is. He did what he did with one real wide receiver, and he has an array of weapons this year. So that is one thing that anyone who was paying close attention to the Broncos last year, Zach, that was one of the takeaways is Locke achieved what he achieved with really only one weapon helping him out on the outside, and that was Cortland Sutton. He did have Noah Fant, and he and Fant had a couple of big-time connections in that five-week span, but 
Now it's across the board. Every weapon is stacked to the gills, Zach. Including offensive line, which is most important. I mean, he had a really crappy one last year, and they've, they've made improvements to that. Obviously, Garrett Bowles, the jury's still out on him. But, yeah, the, the supporting cast around Drew Locke is incredible, and that's why I give the Broncos, and you do as well, Chad, so much credit for sticking to that mantra this offseason. Like a true wow, mile-high Sherpa, David has made his way all the way up to MHH <laughs> Mount Rushmore. And uh, showing his support, very generous, $50 super chat. Thank, Thank you, David. David. Wow. We appreciate you, bro. More than you know, more than you know, my friend. He says, hey, guys, do you see us doing any trades or free agent acquisitions before the season starts? Thanks yes. for everything you guys do. David, it's comments like that and shows of support like this that keep us checking in with you each and every night, every single day. Today, for example. Now, I don't say this. I'm not trying to get on a soapbox to have anybody feel bad for me. That's not what I'm about to tell you. But just today, for example, my wife took the the kids, went down to a lake here close to where I live, Zach. And I thought, you know, I'm going to go ahead and wait on that. I'm going to stay home. I, I want to spend time with my wife. I want to spend time with my kids on that on a sleepy Sunday right in the middle of May. But I had to get some content up. I had to get some things set up for the podcast tonight. And that was my focus. So having this kind of a support, having this kind of uh, – show of of love and and um, what's a good word just support passion the whole nine yards is what keeps us fueled to be able to go that extra mile for you guys so david we appreciate you bro yeah what's not your even, not even the donations as well just the constant interaction we get chad the people who constantly tune into every podcast ask questions interact with us that's what we appreciate the most and we, we love it so much I do believe, maybe Chad disagrees with me, I, I do believe the swing tackle is not yet on the roster. I think maybe not Jason Peters, Kelvin Beecham, Cordy Glenn, they could swing a trade for someone who's on the picture right now. I, I just don't feel like, especially with Wilkinson's surgery now, they're going to go into the season with so much uncertainty at tackle. They built up all the other spots in the interior center. they got to take care of tackle right now. So I think one more guy will come aboard between now and the summer. I am inclined to agree. I just don't think it's going to happen until – cleats hit the grass in July and they get a little bit of an idea of how things are shaping up. But in that sense, though, I do 100% agree with Zach. It's going to be offensive. They got to do something. Elijah Wilkinson is a really great try hard guy. He's going to give you that effort, but he's just limited from a talent perspective. Terrible tackle for the tackle. Yeah. For the tackle position. It's just, it's just, he's better for the inside and he's a great backup to have very valuable, but the Broncos could do better. I think by then, you might not have the ability to go out and sign a Jason right. Peters or a Kelvin Beecham, but that's the risk they're running right now, which is why a lot of fans are trying to urge the team uh, to do just that. Larry, jumping in, $2 super. It's good you, to Larry. see you, bro. Appreciate you. Todd Davis, just creating muscle memory, LOL. <laughs> <laughs> with, the, with the sad emoji. Yeah, that's, that's the, funny. The downcast. <laughs> Got the collective, coverage. The, the collective emotion. Yeah, watching Todd Davis. That's pretty funny, Larry. That's why we're saying, dude, don't sleep. It's a contract year for Davis, so all bets are off. Guys sometimes have a preternatural ability to take it an extra gear in a contract year, but that's why we're saying Justin Sternad is a sleeper to perhaps get a starting job by the end of this Big season. Big time, yeah. All right, guys, we're almost out of time here. Let's grab KP jumping in. Appreciate you, Kev. Thank you, Kevin. Big Kev, he says, uh, you guys are beasts. Great show. Hashtag state of being, baby. Good to see you. Hey, you forgot the other ca- hashtag, KP, and that is Florida strong, baby. We're glad to see things are going well in your fair state, my friend. 
Uh, all right, guys, let me just make sure we haven't missed any superstars. I don't think we have. We're at 105 right now. It's been a great podcast. Terry jumping in last minute, proving there up is. in Canada, as always, Broncos country is not a geographic location. It is a state of being. Terry, Terry. We appreciate you, bro. It's good to see you. Hey, gang, thanks each and every one of you for joining us here tonight live. We appreciate you. And those of you who end up listening to our voices as a podcast after the fact, we appreciate you guys as well. It's a mile high salute to our super chat superstars. Zach, I just realized we didn't get to what I wanted, another one of the topics I wanted to get to tonight, which was something Kareem Jackson said about Vic Fangio's defense taking that next step in year two in Denver. But we'll have to put a pin in that and we'll grab it on tomorrow's show. Guys, we'll be back in the saddle, 615 Mountain, 815 tomorrow. So in the meantime, make sure you're following the podcast on Twitter at HuddleUpPod. Make sure you're also following Mile High Huddle on Twitter at Mile High Huddle. My partner here, Zach Kelberman, at Kelberman NFL, myself, at Chad and Jensen. And you guys have a great start to your week. And, Zach, that goes for you as well, my brother. You too, Chad. Excited to start a new week tomorrow. And we'll, uh, we'll leave the anticipation for the Cream Jackson story. And I want to leave you guys with this comment. It makes me laugh. It's pretty funny. <laughs> a lot Yadam, of Yadam fans out there. Isaac Yadam, worth a plate of ziti, <laughs> minus the ziti. Oh, man. All right, guys. Hey, thanks for making it so much fun every time. And again, this is something we look forward to every single day. So thanks for that, you guys. But we'll talk to you tomorrow night. For Zach, I'm Chad. See you tomorrow, 615 Mountain, 815 Eastern. You've been listening to the Huddle Up Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. 
tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal.